Marley. <laughs> hey. Three, two, one. All right. It Welcome has, back. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah, it has been. It's nearly two weeks without recording now. Yeah, I know. Shake off a few of the cobwebs. Yeah, it's um, it's annoying, eh? It's this, this lockdown going back and forth and all over the place. Yeah, I mean, we went into level three. What was it? Start of last week. So we're at we're at Wednesday. Was it? Yeah, I think it was last week, Sunday night. I mean, we were out on Saturday night. We were out um, celebrating a mate's birthday. Had a massive bonfire going, and um, we got the alert on our phones and the announcement on the Saturday night. And that six a.m. Sunday morning was back to level three and this time was for a week so not only did we miss out on planning and recording we had to wait till the following week as in this week to record so yeah i was that was when i was up at kiwi lakes and it was the whole like ah do we rush back and we didn't we didn't really know what our role was it was like oh we're not i mean if it was leaving auckland i think it might be different but we were getting back and fuck Oh, bing, bing, it was good, good thing you didn't. Like I heard stories of like people like ten hours waiting ten yeah. hours to get back into Auckland. Yeah, I know it was really bad coming from the south because I think there was like a six sixty concert on or something in Hamilton. Mm. And so the next day, heaps of people were flooding back. Right, and you just saw all of it, and I was like, man, if, I hope those people had like food and water and didn't need to like do a shit or anything. Yeah, <laughs> where you go toilet? Yeah. Oh well, on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> But we were worried because the campground, we were like, oh, because obviously once Auckland went into level three, everywhere else went into level two. And we were like, oh, can the campground only have 100 people in it? And it was pretty busy. Right. But a lot of people did leave once the announcement came out. Like we woke up in the morning, there was heaps gone. Yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine Kaui Lakes have much residency. It's probably nah. predominantly Aucklanders, isn't it? So Yeah. <coughs> it was lovely, though. Like, I was mm. blown away. Definitely go back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, what did you, how was, how was your level three? Um, all good. Obviously we still work being tradies, um, you know, just continue as per normal and just have your COVID guidelines and protocols and things like that. Um, had a bit of a scare though with the, especially up in North Island with the tsunami coming in, Yeah, <laughs> which was, um, which is pretty crazy, you know. There's a lot of people, a lot of places, a lot of countries around the world battling lockdowns and things like that. And uh, here we are in New Zealand battling not only a lockdown but a incoming tsunami. And at the time, was quite very real. Mm. Um, I got messages from my parents. They live up north, um, One Tree Point and Marsden Point area, um, and they were told to like full evacuate, like sirens going police cars going around their phones going off like evacuate now and they're like ah oh, this is this is not real this is and then apparently they could hear cars leaving and everything and um so they're like all right let's get in the car and go let's just check it out make sure we're safe and as soon as they pulled out of the road it was just gridlock jesus and everyone like in the Whangarei area was just trying to get up like high ground mm. We were we had a few boys up north for work, just doing a pour just outside of Mangafai, and the old man was up there as well. And they were halfway through and had to abandon it. Got told to drop your tools and leave. So 
that's got to be an insurance jobby i think like couldn't get a finish turned all the truck all the concrete oh, trucks no. around that were on the road oh so it's like it'll be ripping the holes for like a golf golf club yeah if you don't know thing. pouring concrete you need yeah. one continuous pour you can't yeah uh, realistically you can't stop halfway through mm. and dad he um was giving them a hand to try and type any loose ends till i maybe have a chance of saving it and he left his phone and <laughs> yeah got evacuated and then they were gone for like you know three or four hours but while we were all down here trying to get hold of him saying like because i was working right next to the water's edge um down here which you know we just got told to be cautious and listen to the radio and that but then there was some warning for like Auckland coasts and then we were trying to make sure that he was all right but also kind of like what's going to happen with us and that and he was just MIA for like a couple hours (laughs) just got a snapchat from one of the boys just sitting on top of a hill just like boss what do we do and then at the same time dad are you all right yeah 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 (laughs) yeah I mean it was very real. Uh, I I know Auckland didn't really experience it too much, but like the whole um, like like thing that was going on, you know, two thirty in the morning, there was seven point three, followed by an eight point one at, at eight thirty in the morning. So these are like not small magnitudes. No, they're, they're, those are, these are big quakes. Those are big boys. <laughs> so, um, but it you know it turned out all right. Um, wasn't any damage from what I recall, and I didn't really follow too much up on um, nah. how it went up in the upper North Island, but I think we got away pretty good, and and it was actually a um, good learning experience for people. You know, like you, you can't really run like a safety test on that sort of thing. Yeah. So for this to happen is like really good awareness. Mm. Just- I saw on the news that they were, you know, uh, commending people saying that everyone was pretty responsive and there wasn't too many people being like, nah. Yeah, well, because most people are at work. Yeah. <laughs> Get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently, so when my parents took off and they finally got through a bit of gridlock, they just went up some farmland up um, top of a hill there. And um, there was just a bunch of tradies all around them. And that same day, uh, Dimension's new album dropped and Sin on Georgia FM was playing every single track, like 17 tracks back to back, just off his album. And Dad was like tearing his hair out. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were just on the piss. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> Making light of a bit of a situation. Yeah. So you can see why they probably were responsive because they were yeah. like, yep works off let's go that's why we were sort of wondering what to do and then we had another trade on site with us and i talked to their boss and they were just like nah he can stay you guys do what you want we were like oh (laughs) but also half like yeah maybe we should just leave work for a couple hours and i'd be completely justified yeah that's a that's like like you're saying, like for for a bit there it felt like quite real. Mm. Even though it wasn't you know, it was obviously a lot more it was up north. But it was like, yeah, shit. Yeah. This isn't something Not something that we're used to, at least. Yeah. Hmm. So how was your week? Good. Um That was uh the, the so the day before the tsunami I uh rocked into work. So we're working by this um retaining wall. And it's probably like a three and a half meter drop or whatever behind it. And if you've got anything to do with OSH or on-site safety, just close your fucking ears. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it was this open trench and oh, it's kind of high up it's a split story house and my brother was there and i texted him to get started and i was just gonna go pick up a few things and turn up and when i got there ethan yeah 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 and he was on site with the digger driver and when i got there ethan was kind of just walking out of the gates of the site and he was really pale and green i was like fuck (laughs) what happened to you man and he was like but it it was it wasn't like a um without even saying anything i know kind of something serious had happened Mm. And yeah, you get he, that eerie feeling eh? yeah, like when, when there's been an accident on site you can, you can see people's like, yeah. faces you get their response it's yeah it was like yeah he was green it was you know when you see someone kind of break a bone or do like a major injury and they're just mm. kind of in shock a bit yeah, yeah so I, he, I asked him what happened and he said he was just like i uh i just kind of woke up on the bottom of that trench and i was like what but he was really muddy up his back Damn. and his head and that I said, what do you remember? And he was like, I was going to go pull out that timber peg out of the ground over there. And it was at the top of the trench. And then he's like, I remember thinking about, I need to go get that. And then I was upside down on the bottom of the trench looking up. Shit. I was looking at the sky. How, how, well, how big was the fall? It was like three and a half meters. Ooh. But I said, where did you fall? Because I know that we'd been pouring concrete around there and we had kind of emptied the pump out in one spot and it caused like a bit of a mound of concrete. And mm. he pointed and I was like, fuck, if he's fallen in there and had his head on that. like, Because he said he had a bit of a sore head. So straight away I called mum. I said, Ethan's got to come home. He's fallen. I'm not sure. He's, he's a bit dazed. He wasn't, he was re- like responding, but he was just kind of staring off in the distance he was super pale so i said go sit in the car drink some water and everything mum said the right thing she was like no no don't send him home of course he can't drive i didn't even mm. think of that mm. she was like we'll uh, we'll sort someone to come out and pick him up and pick his car up and everything yeah head injuries eh? take no risks take, yeah take no risks but he said i checked on him after like five minutes and that because the digger driver that was there with him was just facing the other way the whole time didn't notice and he said when he fell to the bottom of the tr- or when he came to in the bottom of the trench he was he tried to yell out, but he thought he was having like a bit of a panic attack. And he said he was just kind of hyperventilating and he couldn't couldn't get any voice out for a couple of minutes. Mm. But, you know, I kind of Sherlock Holmes the thing and realized that he might not have fallen in head first because the way that the mud had slid up his back had kind of gone up his back under his shirt. Meaning, think, I'm so I'm thinking that he slid into it on his back and right. then hit landed Leg, feet first and first. then kind yeah. of curled over. Ah. kind of negating any major injury but shit man the game scary, is scary yeah scary stuff damn yeah that is pretty scary mm. like seeing your your brother in, in shock like that and head injury things things like that could be so much worse i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming he's okay he's okay yeah so he went straight to a and e and um they ran some tests on him did some x-rays and that and all they could say was just no you're you're healthy <laughs> And it, it was just a blackout. He just blacked out and he just happened to be right beside an open trench, which was immediately backfilled the next day. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Wait, well, he's a fit dude, Ethan. This so thing is really fit and healthy. Yeah. So it's, there's something. Which helps. Just short-circuited. Mate, uh, it sounds like a lot of drama to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, imagine having to deal with the paperwork of that. Like, oh, man, that was, that was one thing I was... Because obviously it was, I was worried about my brother, but then I was like, fuck, if any of these site supervisors turn up and they're talking about the bloody 
paperwork of it all. <laughs> I, it's like far out. Yeah, yeah. Let me worry, let me oh. worry about my brother first. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You don't you don't think about that stuff like yeah. initially. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Yeah. Is this? Yeah. No, but he but, did. The the guy turned up um a couple of hours later and. I was ready for him to just start being like, oh, it needs to be closed up and all that. But first thing he said was, how's Ethan? Is he okay? Like nothing oh, else matters and that. And I was like, I was prepared to be angry. angry. <laughs> and then he surprised me and I was kind of like, all right. And then we talked about wakeboarding. You've already had this argument in your head before yeah, you yeah, arrived. I knew, I, You're I ready of, to come, like go at him. All my, <laughs> I was ready. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of drama. Yeah. And uh, on the note of dramas, uh, we did have the Golden Globes. Oh, not last week, yeah. Well, as COVID's still, throwing us way out, yeah. Since but, the last recording, we did have we had the Golden Globes that happen. Yeah, man. And, that's like, I, we love movies, and it's it's one of our passions that we both share, and mm. so always have a bit of a chat with. It's always a time good comes around. It's a good predecessor to kind of how the Oscars are going to go and stuff like that. And um, it was it's weird this year, obviously with. COVID, especially how it is in America and around the world, and that is that so many people didn't know the what was even nominated. Yeah, like, I, I didn't. I usually I do my own bit of research sort of thing, but this year, like especially, I like we enjoy going to the cinemas, like actually physically going out and watching a movie, getting your popcorn, frozen coke, ice cream, doing mm. the whole shebang. Love watching the movies and then it's it's when this is when you see the movies that are nominated like obviously prior to their nomination you can already watch them right? yeah and you can pick it you can be like all right yeah this movie is going to be up for awards that's right but it's, it was hard this year it was what i found was uh for example the one that won nomadland mm. uh it did it actually got a cinematic release in new zealand i didn't even know that Oh, I wow. actually had to go on the movie website and I just assumed, I still assume, I don't know why, but I just assumed there was no movies really showing mm. and looking back on it, you know, I'm a well, fool. If they're not like getting made mm. in such high volume, they're not going to be yeah. screened in such high volume. So yeah. it's understandable. But the only way to watch it was on Hulu, which you have to have a VPN to uh, actually make an account really no was, hulu no, in new zealand no i was just going to make a free week account or do a trial and watch it and then i went to do it and i was like that's not available in your region so i was like oh, lame bugger. yeah i know <laughs> Surely, why are we it's the internet's around yeah can we just well, not we've got get around so, that stuff there's so many streaming services now like mm. for tv and movies like i can't believe we can't just have that one because it's not in our region but and this is yeah, this is where they're being released. There's all the all the films that are coming out um being released on things like Netflix and and that's probably why uh you don't really see them in the movies and then can judge that they're gonna be good. You know, because a lot of them are made for the big screen. Mm. Well that's it. I like the, cin- the, the cinematic experience in itself you know you want to mm. see it in a room that was made to watch movies in that's, that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah people watch they'll watch these movies on their phones if they can you know mm. so it's it i want, takes I want, I want the sound mm. on. <clears throat> but you know i caught the ones that were on netflix and that um have you watched have you used uh, disney plus no nah. never used it see i originally got it uh, for the Marvel stuff, mm. which 
Oh, sorry, I did have um, I did have Disney Plus, but <laughs> the person whose account I piggybacked off doesn't have it anymore, so I don't have it anymore. But I right. had it just to watch Simpsons. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Simpsons too. That was huge. That and um, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, that whole franchise, um, even like National Geographic. There's a lot of docos and stuff on there, so it's not mm. just like Disney stuff. Mm. But they've just um, made a deal with Star. It's like an American media company, and they've just changed the game. Like there, the Disney Plus, like all the movies that are on there now, is like what I would lie down on the couch, watch on a Sunday, hungover, mm. and like put this on. Like I'm, I'm now leaning towards Disney Plus more than Netflix. True. Mm. Damn. so yeah <laughs> not not a paid ad so <laughs> <laughs> but if <coughs> hit us up disney nah yeah well i mean i don't know you can get you, it can get to a point where you're forking out friggin if you get all of them you're paying yeah like a 100 bucks a month or whatever you do that does anyone have sky movies anymore i don't know does anyone have tv anymore yeah like i, I our TV downstairs doesn't work for like channels one, two, and three. Yeah. We, we don't even have. That's all we TV. have is we have one, two, and three. And we actually watch quite a lot of just channel two and three. But other than that, it's just Chromecasting, Netflix, or yeah, streaming sport. But other than that, I don't really watch too much. I did manage to catch um, the trial of the Chicago Seven mm. on Netflix. Great Netflix film. original. It uh, was nominated for Best Drama at the Golden Globes. Didn't win. I think. Um, also, Sasha Baron Cohen was nominated for Best Supporting Actor or yeah. Best Actor in a Supporting Role in a, TV, uh, in a Drama. Didn't win, but good film. Great film. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And star-studded cast. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. From, yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, Michael Keaton. Mm. These guys, like like up there and and a current you know what i mean yeah and these guys yeah like especially two english dudes yeah. doing boston accents chicago yeah, uh, sorry chicago 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 <laughs> accents oh it was fantastic and like the plot itself the you know going into yeah a what, courtroom what, drama yeah going through like what they actually stood for and what was going on and and it was just yeah. it wasn't it was a topic i was clued up on beforehand i went into it and i was kind of like you know chicago i'd heard of it but i had no idea what it was and realized you know equality justice impact on pop culture the power drunk leaders um citizens participation in politics um implications of war all of that sort of stuff all mm. tied up into a film that doesn't it doesn't miss a beat really in pacing. I thought it's paced really well. There's no lows, no highs. Oh, I mean, there's no bit where you think it's dragging on. And in a dialogue-heavy movie, yeah, it doesn't drag on that much. No, and that's um, testament to these actors with their mm. with their accents that they're putting on. You know, like mm. they keep you involved in the way that they've kind of enveloped these characters. Mm. It really keeps you interested, and. Yeah, like I, I had no idea of the story. You know, it's three three things I have no idea about: America, politics, and American politics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, but I was I was captivated and loved it, and I think definitely should have won 
yeah. for the film and Sasha Baron Cohen should have won. I think it won set. for best screenplay. So that's, oh, that goes to the, goes for the script. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that came out on Netflix was the Biggie documentary, oh, which was baby. pretty cool. Um, what's our date today? So we it was actually the anniversary of his death yesterday. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> um, oh, but man. the doc the documentary was pretty like it's not if you know the story of Biggie Smalls it's nothing new but it is told from a different pers- perspective in a sense that it's these unreleased tapes from a friend in his close circle that followed him around the whole time and mm. it doesn't focus so much on the whole like you know the east coast west coast beef or whatever it was it um it's a rise and a fall, and you, a lot of it. I did, I did like how a lot of it's told from his mum. Mm. So you kind of see her side of the whole thing, but she openly says she only listened. She's only ever listened to both of his albums through once. Once, yeah, yeah. No, I, I did skim over it last night. I was, I thought it was a great documentary, and like you say, it's not a um, doesn't go too much past his death or, or like kind of around what happened during his death because there's so mm. much speculation for that. But what I liked was, um, which I haven't seen so much or told about Biggie, is like his roots uh, coming from Jamaica and the whole, um, the like the block that he lived on. And, mm. you, you know, you don't go outside of like three streets down. Like that's it. They lived within like yeah. an area of three streets. A super product of the environment. Yeah, it, it, that's... <laughs> That whole crazy. Fulton Street. His mum made sure he didn't wander down to that street, and then Fulton Street. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he headed down there, that's where he started to make his hustle, and he was hooked. Yeah, man. Well, it was. I don't think he was hooked on dealing. It was hooked on making money. That was yeah, his, yeah. You know, if if he couldn't make money rapping, then what's his? That was his next best thing. He was always all in on something, yeah. and he diced in between the rapping and the the dealing and that. But yeah, you're right. He was hungry all the time, which I suppose as soon once he turned his mind to the rapping, mm. you know, once he put that foot down. Sheesh! Did he what? <clears throat> He's has a big foot too. Oh yeah, <laughs> big dude, big dude. Yeah, big papa. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's, it's incredible what he's done, um, like for the rap game and just as a like icon to the world. Mm. Um, and his peak was so like Slammy died when he was like 24. Yeah, that. It's crazy. We're 26. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. you're not 26 yet. No. So, yeah, well, we're almost 26. Yeah. And he lived a very full life. That's, yeah, I can't imagine, like, what I had already done in my life, like, for what he's what he did in that short time mm. as well is unbelievable. And the, the dude was super intelligent. Like, he went to good schools and things like that. Yeah, really well spoken when you hear him talk, and he's um, mm. really sympathetic with... Um, that's what they said. He was never he was never actually rapping when he was doing. He's always singing, and he's you can see, and he's always asking about other people. And when yeah. bad things happen, he's kind of he's not this whole. I mean, in his music, you hear where he was like, "All right, you know, get the strap," kind of thing. But he is he was this nice guy that was always looking out, always keeping his circle. Yeah, uh, he was, that's like Junior Mafia. Was his, yeah. his family like kept everyone, uh, you know, above board. But what I loved was how like he learned to kind of rap to like sort of like a jazz percussion mm. you know like had this like that old fellow down this, the street that yeah, was always his, his looking out for him who played the tri- uh, saxophone and they would like hang out and stuff like that and they'd go to jazz places and they'd 
the percussion of jazz is so kind of sporadic mm. and he learned to rap to that. So like when you hear him on other, um, other songs and, and have other music behind it, you can see how he jumps back and forth and up and down yeah, and, and yeah. That, like in his rap. And that's kind of, it is because everyone knows why they like Biggie. Like, yeah. Everyone says the same thing, you know, oh, I love his flow and I love, you know, he sounds super cool. He's got, he's got, he's majorly got his own vibe to every song. Yeah. Well, that's and, like Jamaican background. Yeah. Being able to rap to jazz drums, you know, and then the way that he can actually hold a melody as well. So all of these things equate to having an amazing flow. Mm. And then just on top of that, he was just like another level. Well, he's probably one of the people that got me into hip hop as a whole. Like nowadays, huge hip hop head. Love the whole culture, love everything that comes with it. Because mm. hip hop stems into a bunch of other things, you know, basketball and all of that. Mm. Like one equals another a lot of the time. But I remember when I was like, I remember being in high school, uh, catching the school bus, and our school bus ride was probably like an hour and a half. And me Rough. and my mate Chode, <laughs> <laughs> shout him out. Um, we would just split. Uh, we'd always just sit next to each other and have one headphone in each, and we'd just listen to you know, <laughs> Biggie Smalls. Yeah, one's got the snare, one's got the bass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen to who shot you on the way to school. <laughs> like far out. But even that, and then from then on, we moved. Once I was driving, my first car was this three hundred dollar ford falcon station wagon that we got from dad's mate this blocky in titarangi and my brother-in-law and my cousin had ripped out all the roof lining that was like this piece of junk you had to warm it up for 15 minutes before you could drive it (laughs) and i remember 2012 like my whole year me and my friend Jaden drove around and we'd go around to parties and that and just crash in the back and then next day we'd just be driving around looking for like we'd go shoot hoops and that and it would just be biggie smalls uh, homebrew and flume on rotation the yeah. whole year and it, big, big year for flume as well yeah so it was hard, it was, hard to put them yes yeah. flume in the same category but it was that year wasn't it yeah so, yeah man i one thing i will say on the documentary which i kind of felt had the same themes with eight mile was he was he was a um a person that once he understood his flaws and once people couldn't hurt him by attacking him with his flaws like you know like the being overweight the lazy eye things like that once he had kind of accepted those things like he was invincible yeah like no because everyone would come at him with these the same things he's like bro I've, I've fucking heard it i hear that shit all the time and then it, invincible mm. same eight mile you know yeah yeah he, you know the whole, he, thing. the whole thing is about once he accepts who he is and the, and the flaws that he has yeah. you can't knock me if you, I'm you can't yeah you can't take him down so yeah and but he epitomizes just that hard knock new york attitude he yeah. was he was the king of new york yeah you know, we've all seen the painting the red background the tilted crown yeah man all that it was nuts i just love the outtakes of that though yeah well, yeah the photo shoot what yeah. you see in the doco it's pretty it's pretty yeah. funny <laughs> iconic photo and then you see like you like swipe next on your camera roll and then there's the funny photos <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's quite good but he was his whole story and it's it is the kind of rap that i've always enjoyed that's why i put him in my top two rappers of all time it goes between him and andre 3000 from outcast i like them both for the same sort of thing 
but for different reasons, if that makes sense. Mm. In the sense that when I'm listening to Andre, he can paint this picture in your head and it gets you in this setting and it gets me in this mood where, you know, it's the late night. Like, I, that's music I listen to late night when I want to get like deep into thoughts, real thought provoking music. Whereas mm. Biggie, he's telling you these stories and he's setting a scene. I think P. Diddy says it in the documentary. He could, he could do a, he could write a play and put it on wax and you, it was like you were watching a play when you listen to his music, everything just happened in front of you. Mm. And he, you just, oh, yeah, it's unreal. He, um, thought provoking. Yeah. 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 But that has always been the sort of rap I've gravitated towards that whole setting the scene, the storytelling, everything like that. Mm. What do you think about, um, Suge Knight's influence? Like not to go down the rabbit hole of the whole mm. conspiracies of both Tupac and Biggie's shootings, but do you think there's a part there that Suge Knight had to play? I think Suge Knight was probably just the devil on Tupac's shoulder the whole time. Mm. And P. Diddy says it in the documentary. He was like, this whole West Coast, East Coast thing, it was a West Coast versus East Coast thing and we just didn't have the memo. Yeah, I don't. It didn't really go both ways, but they just said they had to clap back with something. Yeah, here's here's my thoughts: is that Suge Knight uh, was out for more money, fame, you know, all all these things. So he's kind of instigating this West East Coast West Coast thing, so that you know record sales go up. Mm. gives them something to rap about as well because a lot of them rapping like oh you know they're from the streets and all this and they're stacking money and stuff like that so they don't have too much more like reality around them to rap about so he's giving them you know like ammo basically um but yeah it's it's crazy i'd, I'd love to see one day if he comes out with anything you know because like you said the story's been told yeah there's so much surrounding he's got an influence on it and it's never been clear why yeah that's right just want, so, want, want some questions answered yeah just give us some clarity man like that, yeah. it would be it's been so it's been cool years. to see but you know that's what i was saying do you when it comes to rap is that what do you find yourself um <clears throat> i tend to agree like with the like painting the picture but a lot of um my influence like listening to rap comes from like the reality stuff. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily have to be painted a picture if like I can hear conviction in the rapper's voice. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. if, if someone's like standing for what they believe in and you know, like I, I might not be able to relate to living on the streets of Compton, but when, <laughs> you know, Ulri was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> streets of Ulri were, <laughs> I only lived there for like four years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when they when they speak with conviction, that's when I feel like empowered, you know. Like I, you know, rapping along to NWA's albums, I've got every single one of MWA's uh, records on vinyl, and I listen to them a lot. A lot of a lot of Dr. Dre's albums, yeah. um, his early work. Just and yeah, it's like also you know they they do paint a picture, but at the same time, like when they're saying these things. When they when, when they went through this movement, yeah, it just gets me like, gets me going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my kind of take. And then obviously, I'm a bit biased for Eminem. Um, I know it's a cliche, white boy likes Eminem, but mm. I was at that age, you know, young, probably about. I think everyone was, and 
yeah, maybe 10 years old yeah. when I first heard him. And then just from there, it was like, yeah, it was, it was still releasing music at that when I was at that age. So it was nice to like hear new stuff coming out from him that wasn't so trash. Yeah. And that was when CDs, like, you know, it was before any sort of streaming in that or mm. doing the whole iTunes thing or LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> you got to download it and it's just LimeWire. You had to. Down, you downloaded the free version of LimeWire and on LimeWire had the full bought version of LimeWire yeah. <laughs> and then you'd get that so you could unlock anything yeah. it was it was so broken oh but then it would you know six months down the road you'd just go to turn on your computer and it would just freeze or you're wondering why your whole computer takes like 10 minutes to start up <laughs> we were also probably like the last house in Auckland to get broadband so I was trying to download off LimeWire with dial up and mum's someone that talks on the phone all the time so it'd be like Jared stop I need to talk on the phone <laughs> Oh, but mum, I need this acorn. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're a sexy bitch. <laughs> Just downloading on, and then you get Frostwire as well. Mm. Oh, I had a dream the other day of um, I was running like full tit down the street away from a government helicopter after <laughs> doing a skit on a Harley, and I got down into this real like dingy neighbourhood, and I saw our friend Joe, and yeah, he was like, he came up to me and he was like. I'm 138 kilos. And I was like, no, you're not. And he was like, I was just before. And I was like, oh, well, congrats, man. And he was like, yeah, do you want to buy this apartment? And pointed up and it was just a super rundown building. And I was like, nah. But when I was like, I'm going to buy that apartment. And it was the exact same apartment building across the road. But we're talking about throwback songs. When I walked in to check it out, I already knew I wanted to buy it. But um, that song that, where them girls at, girls oh. at, that was just playing in the house. And I was like, this is the- this is David Greta, Greta, yeah. whatever his name is. And yeah. I was like, this is where I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so weird. Like the dream was, so, it was in the dark and it was dingy and it was all lit really poorly and everything. But that song, I just woke up and it was stuck in my head all day. <laughs> I find like if um, I've got a song stuck in my head, like I'll I'll play it like- like start to finish and then like let that transition into another song and then mm. listen to a couple and then it's gone. Uh, so. I, I always just find myself just whistling like the same line all day or something, or then I'll sing it. And then, cause I'm always walking, working around a bunch of other guys, someone else will pick up on it. And then <laughs> yeah, they, they better not pick up on what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Oh yeah. Well, if we're going to go back, circling back to the golden globes thing, um, it was something that did, kind of stand out to watching it and that was um our boy our man that's our guy yeah jason sudeikis he uh got the award for best actor in a tv series for comedy or musical for ted lasso i haven't actually watched it it's on apple plus streaming service or something yeah so apple tv yeah so yeah jason sudeikis um for those if, if you don't know um predominantly a comedian from saturday night live and he's a great comedian um you may have seen him in horrible bosses or one that's close to me is where the millers <laughs> um, hey i get i get that a lot um yeah but yes yeah, so he won for ted lasso and i think ted lasso is great it's it's hard watching sometimes but with a lot of comedies nowadays, a lot of them have a lot of cringiness mm. as well. Uh, you know, like also sometimes American comedy for me can just miss. 
Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's probably why. Hmm. Maybe it's just us as listeners from New Zealand that we don't quite, you yeah. know, get that fully. Like I've just started watching uh, The Last Man on Earth. Hmm. Um, but Will Forte also Saturday Night Live. Um, and I think it's great, but there's also a lot of cringiness and stuff and like hit and miss stuff. And I found that's the same with Ted Lasso, but I think it really deserves, you know, that they got that golden globe and Jason Sudeikis really deserves that. I think he did really well. Um, and coming from someone with the English background, um, to be an American as a football, English like, football. Give, give a quick rundown of what the show is. Um, so basically he gets called in to become an English manager. Basically. Mm. I, I can't remember the name of the team right now. Um, and then he, uh, he, he does like very well basically. So like he starts to, um, implement his own tactics and things like that. Takes things from American football, things from like, like, like an, an American approach. And it's a lot of it is digging, taking a dig at like English people, um and like because obviously it's based as an, as an american um audience mm. um but yeah so like it's it's quite funny to see but as someone with an english background um it, it is hard time it hard at times because you gotta like bite your tongue yeah you know but it, take it from me english background is an american comedy taking the piss out of english I thought it was good. So yeah. <laughs> there's going to be a bit of a stamp of approval there. Mm. So he wins for that and they did the whole award ceremony over stream. So they've just got a camera set up. Everyone's kind of tuning in from their webcams and whatever. And everyone's doled up nicely and in their suits and in their nice houses and that. And when he wins, and I could be completely overanalyzing this, but when he wins, he's he, first of all, he's just dressed in a hoodie his um his hairs these aren't uh they're not in person eh they this is they're all, all the no no yeah are, it's all over stream right right so yeah he's on camera just sitting on the couch he's in a hoodie his hair's a bit of a mess and like he would be at home yeah but it's you know it's the awards he didn't get doled up but yeah true. but a bit of backstory he was uh he's recently divorced or going through a divorce with uh olivia wilde um she's pretty famous actress lovely lady lovely but you know this is why mr jason sudeikis is our guy because he's i always said i said it to andy in that Mm. he's always been that representation of the funny guy that cracked it in Hollywood and got the girl and everything like that. Oh yeah. He made it. Like, yeah. 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 He, he made I'm it. Not, I'm not saying you have to have a great career and get a hot chick to make it or anything, but you know, not everyone can be friggin' Ryan Reynolds where you got people swooning to you. And Jason Stegg is not a bad looking dude. I'm not saying that at all. Nah, but, but he never, he never wanted to be like Ryan, Re- Re- Ryan Reynolds. Like mm. he wasn't trying to achieve this massive A-list celebrity sort of status. Mm. He was happy doing his comedy and his his style of stuff, you know, and then still managed to yeah get this yeah yeah very attractive I, and uh, very self not self proclaimed like very proclaimed talented act- actress and now director yeah so it was I was pretty bummed when I heard the news because yeah it, it it hits a little close to home that <laughs> one and 
he he accepts the award and he's looking a bit right. He's looking very just going through a divorce. If and he's, he's just yeah. divorced look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just divorced chic. Yeah. <laughs> But he's doing his speech and he's kind of fumbling his words in there and Don Cheadle's there as well and he's telling him to wrap it up. And I, the way I saw it was, at first when I saw it, I thought he was, um, I thought it was kind of, oh, that's a bit of a dick move from Mr. Cheadle, uh, getting him to wrap it up and all that. It turns out they're friends and how, like looking back on it now, I think he might have realized that uh, Jason Sudeikis was potentially... From what he was saying, he might have been going on to something, maybe being a bit too vulnerable to right, the crowd, so and then he, he was he's kind of trying to protect him. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, speed this along, pull it in. The, the dude's not doing so well. Let's not yeah. keep the light on him, right? Yeah, and I don't know. I've heard I've heard other things saying, you know, now nah, Jason Sudeikis was just stoned. First of all, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Also, for Ted Lasso, he's basing himself in London, which means it was like two thirty in the morning or something when he accepted his award. But I don't know. From first from first look, it does look like he is just doing it rough, and I don't know, kind of wanted to touch on it. Just going through this, maybe mm. going through breakups when you're down on your luck, and that if you how you might go about it. What what can your next moves be? Just yeah, just talk to people. Mm. You know, like get the close people that are close to you around and talk to friends and family and stuff like that. And it sucks to see such a good guy going through something like this, someone that we like get inspiration from. Um, and not just as like media, but as like a person, you know, he was great husband two lovely. I think they're both boys with two kids. And yeah, it's just, it's just sad to see him going through something like this. And I just hope he all the best to him. Yeah, through. I mean, we've all we all find ourselves in ruts at points, whether it's a breakup or whether you're just down on your luck or something. But I think, well, what I like to do anyway, if is if I do do that, you got to strip it back. Um, I've told you this before, how I like to kind of do things, just constantly, you know, goal setting and all of that, but really strip it back to basics. You just have all these small goals. Mm. Just little things, whether it's, you know, you've seen seen the video or just wake up and make your bed and all that, but try it. Yeah, make a list. Yeah, yeah. Tick those boxes. And then you're just, you're feeling good. You're achieving things. You're riding this wave of success. And it's, you know, it's just these small things, but it does, it boosts your, uh, boost, boosts your morale. And, you know, they, they say that you're an average of the five people that you keep around you. So if you've got good friends around you, it was one of the nice, like one thing that my mum said to me once that has always kind of stuck in my head. She said, you know, I never really have to worry about you too much because you keep good company. I got I the same like, speech, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, thank you. And then they say it takes a village. So if you are, just look to your friends. And I think if, if your friends ever come to you and say that they're in a rut or they're going through something, you, you drop what you're doing to make sure that they're all right. So why can't we do that for ourselves? Mm. And if, if they're a reflection of you, mm. then you you got to see that as an extension of yourself. Yeah. So you got to help them out when they need you. Yeah. And everyone's so quick to beat up on themselves saying, you know, oh, this is just part of it. Or maybe I don't, I didn't deserve, oh, maybe I deserve this. Or maybe it's so quick to beat yourself up. But, you know, a bit of self-love doesn't go astray. Mm. Mental health is so important, especially in, going into this day and age yeah um so yeah 
That's no, tough. Well, you can't. You can't. Well, I know we can in New Zealand, but a lot of people you, they can't go out and get their exercise, and then it plays into it so much. Mm. Just do your exercise. Like, make sure you get out. You're talking to people and everything. And one of the other things I did when I did find myself in rights was the was going out and going overseas. Like, book yourself a holiday. Well, when the borders open, again. yeah, yeah, well, that's what I mean. We had that luxury back then because you you don't have to go far. I guess no, you, know? you don't. Take some time out and get away. Yeah. Well, I found myself really in the crap in like 2018. Nothing had gone on in my life, but I was just really, really not in the greatest headspace. And so we booked this trip to um, Japan and that, and we went overseas. And I can't remember. There's a quote I read somewhere, and look, it sounds really corny, but they say um, it's when when everything around you is different that you can find out a lot about yourself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're right. And you, you, you get an essence of home once you get back from these trips and doing all that. And I, I don't want to rub salt in the wound that we can't go anywhere or anything, but you do get a sense of appreciation when you can go out and gather perspective from another place and mm. do all of that. But you know, just even while we're in New Zealand, you can shoot to the beach or do something just to get yeah. some time out, reassess, get back to square one. Yeah, take some time for yourself and, like I said, don't have to travel far. Just once you take yourself out of the normality of what you have day-to-day and then you'll start seeing a perspective and shift, you know? Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's a lot of, I heard on the radio today that anxiety in New Zealand's at an all-time high among mm. youth and they're saying it's a lot to do with this whole COVID thing. I think everyone's doing it tough, but yeah, talk to your friends, try and get outside. Don't mm. sweat the small stuff. We will get through it. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I hope I hope our boy Jason gets through it, you know, because I, I think he will. I think he will ride these waves of success and come back stronger than ever. I, I think I, oh, I truly sure. think that because, I mean, well, she's she's doing well as well. She's doing she's doing very good. She's doing really good. <clears throat> so, <laughs> which is hard to watch, you know. I, I, yeah. I love her too, but. It's, yeah, she's with Harry Styles now, which was. You know, it kind of sucks that she dumped Jason for Harry Styles when you see your guy. Yeah. And then he's left and she ends up with the friggin' rock star. But then apparently <laughs> the reason that that happened was she's having her directing or producing debut or something on this film. And a lot of actors were turning it away because it's a female led cast. Uh, Don't Worry, Darling, I believe is the name of the oh, film. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, because, well, and like you said, it's a quite a vulnerable movie and that's a, a directing debut mm. so like you said there was a lot of people shying away from this role uh, and harry styles took it on i'm sh- sure he probably gets quite a few roles i can imagine mm. um, but he's also very like woman forward he's happy to do it and i can respect him for it yeah the man the guy wears skirts <laughs> like he's you know he's, he's all for the woman empowerment um so yeah like good on him but um yeah, because well, they're also in a COVID bubble, sort of thing, filming yeah. it. So close contact with select amount of people as well can play a part in time. Yeah, and in, in their relationship unfolding. But I don't know. Jason will crush it. You know, nothing like there's no energy like momentum. So just keep going forward. Yeah, love that dude. Yeah. All right. Well, so. On the weekend, 
when we were at this party, we had a question kind of pop up, which kind of plays into this next part. Um, and the question was, does a Ferrero Rocher have a nut inside it? What's, what's your answer? My thoughts, see, I thought no, but it had it in that outer layer and it's all broken up. Right. So, see, my answer was yes. So, I remember them. They had a hazelnut inside, mm. kind of like a- uh, right. For me, Ferrero Rocher's, you got them on birthdays. I thought they were the most expensive chocolates in the world. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. when you get like a little pack for your birthday or something, it's like, holy shit balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like Christmas time things. I, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so, so this was kind of brought up a bit of a weird- uh, question to come up in conversation it, it kind of triggered this thing of if i don't know if you've ever heard of the mandela effect familiar yeah so for those that don't know mandela effect is some when something happens and you're so sure of this thing being in such a way or it happened in such a way and then time passes and then you look back on that time and it's not actually what you thought mm. It was something completely different, and it's not that you got it. It's not so much that you got it wrong. It's that you just remember it differently. So, like to you, these things actually happened or looked like Mm. this, but it was it was actually a completely different thing. So that hence the uh, Ferrero Rocher thing. It was like the debate whether it was in there or not. Um, Did you have an answer? No. We just we just we just let that one fly. Well, we can't no, afford I, a box of them because they are the. <laughs> yeah. No, but I also thought that maybe like find out at Christmas on the, time on the shelf it might just say one with nut, one without nut. Yeah. So it's like whoever's just grabbing the Ferrero share could just be grabbing the different ones. So yeah. I don't know. Some some answers are better left uh, unsolved. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so it got me thinking. I've just got a list of Mandela effects Ooh, for you. Hit me. Yeah. Right. So. Obviously, first one, and this is where it gets its name, the Mandela effect, is did Mandela die in prison? Now, I know the answer to this one, but I can understand yeah, so where it came from. First one up, just to kind of explain what uh, what's going on. So Mandela, um, Nelson Mandela, um, president, prime minister, king, I don't know, hmm. whatever it was in South Africa, um, and kind of connected the rainbow nation in the South Africa. And a lot of people have this memory of him because he, he did go to prison of, of him dying in prison. Mm. And then years later he gets old. And then when he dies, everyone was like, what he's already been dead. I thought he was already dead. So like the whole world was split on this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it was just, it just kind of, started to cause this phenomenon of people trying to remember things differently. Mm. Um, So my next one, did you ever get read the Berenstain Bears? It's a book as a kid. I I can picture the cover. I know what they're like. Yeah. I know the Berenstain Bears. Yeah. So it turns out, if you look back on the childhood books, it's not actually Berenstein. It's it's Berenstain. So the 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 yeah, yeah. the actual printing on it, if you actually read it correctly, is Berenstain. 
That's even yeah, though that one's because for, I, I, for well, years there was, there was like a TV show about it and everything and yeah and so and people would say Berenstain so that, like it would that sounds right like when you say Berenstain Berenstain beers yeah. <laughs> what yeah so it's crazy to think that for this whole time millions of people have been saying one thing when it's actually not yeah that's <laughs> right I'm gonna this is a bit of a doozy spell Looney Tunes. Uh, L-O-O-N-E-Y T-O-O-N-S Incorrect Looney Tunes is actually spelled Tunes Tunes T-U-N-E-S I always thought it was for cartoons well, That's what you would assume like, right? Yeah. Like Looney Tunes is in cartoons like, I don't know Looney's got two O's in it Yeah Like you look back and you and you go back and you look at the thing you know and you, they've got uh, like Bugs picture, Bunny hanging yeah. through the circle thing and yeah. it's got looney tunes and it's actually the what's up doc yeah i had to <laughs> i had to look back on this and be like what the, what the Wait, hell what? is going yeah. on yeah why was it called looney tunes then that it makes no sense yeah not like tunes like coming that out was, your radio yeah i bet there must be something that like was before cartoon when it was just music or something i don't know that one's odd that seems odd yeah yeah um so yeah, next one, your your likes. That's movie related. So there's a lot of lines from movies that um people believe that that's actually how it was said. So the the biggest one is that Luke, I am your father mm. from Star Wars. Oh yeah, I know. I've heard yeah. this one. Yeah, I like this one. it never actually says Luke, I am your father. It, it doesn't yeah. say that's not a sentence that's said in the film. Correct. However. It's a kid running around. Luke, I am your father. You know, like yeah. never was said in the movie at all. So mm. no idea where this came from. That's strange, eh? Same thing with um, Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. It's actually the actual line is life. Uh, life was like a box of chocolates. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Life what? Huh. Because <laughs> I, I I think I think the preference of that is because when he's sitting on he's the bench, he's telling it in past tense. Yeah, it yeah. makes perfect sense. But it's right. So, that's, but when you say the line, or you get told like, "Hey, what's that famous line for Forrest Gump?" Yeah, Mum always, always said, yeah. "Yeah, oh, that's strange." Um, yeah, and so like last one is um, the Monopoly Man. Does he have a monocle? I've heard this one and I, it, it beat me. This one beat me. I 100% I 100% have him with a monocle on. Yeah. Mm. So you go back and look at it now. Anyone at home listening, you Google it. The Monopoly man does not have a monocle. Who did then? Because where did that come from? <laughs> I have no was idea. It, I mean, maybe in later things because like Monopoly is so big now, there could the be pr- different. Was it the Pringles can? <laughs> yeah, it could be the Pringles guy. Yeah. <laughs> Are they the same person? Mm. Who knows? Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Some of these things blow my mind. Yeah. The one, there was one that got me. So uh, Pablo Picasso, the painter. You associate him with being like Michelangelo and all that, an old mm. guy that, you know, back in centuries ago was a famous painter. Yeah. He died in 1970. What? Yeah. 
He was not like he's, <laughs> he's from like the 1600s. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? No, he was he was just from not that long ago. Again, is that is that Mandela effect, or we just no? Well, didn't know? I mean, if we're coming from <laughs> yeah the nah, origins nah. of like the other one that got me, it, it's not it might not be so much a Mandela effect, but you know, I, th- I thought that someone was here was James Hill Jones, mm. Mufasa. That I thought that that man had passed away. Yep. Yeah, I thought his. Yeah, I thought he'd had a death. No, he's still he's he's around. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah, he's yeah. In, I think one of his latest movies is he's in Ted Two. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's very good in it. Yeah, he's the court. Um, he's the judge. Oh, mm, very good. Um, yeah. So for next week in the segment, I want to put it out to the listeners, or um, so I got some something new for to ask Jared next week, and it's going to be uh, where were you? when this happened so send in um like a famous event something that happened obviously we're both born in 1995 so you know keep it current mm. can't be something that happened in 1970 so yeah. i can't ask jared where was he in 1970 but uh yeah send us in some a famous event something that happened and so i can get jared's thoughts on where he was shivers i'd have to think where i was gonna be yeah all so, right yeah, send in your questions cool um, yeah, send them into the Instagram is at Off Topic Chat on Instagram. Just DM us. Um, we will always get back to you, respond in that. And uh, the email Off Topic Jandy at gmail.com. Sweet. We said we'd get it third time lucky. <laughs> um, thanks for listening to this one, guys. Uh, the uh, Give it a like and a download and all that. All that stuff really helps out um with what we're doing yeah i just want to say thank you as well for everyone that's sharing it and like getting it out there there's a lot of people listening now and and people that i never thought would listen so yeah, it's, it's great really so, reaching different corners yeah like keep sharing it and and keep clicking those downloads because the further it gets out mm. um the more we you know we're gonna yeah. appreciate and it and the so. messages that we're getting back from people that are going out of their way to say good job and that and it's, it's very humbling thank you very much yeah all right Well, thank you very much, guys. Have a uh, great week. We'll see you for the next episode. Peace. Later. (laughs) Good night, eh? (laughs) Hey.